There's a new podcast app that delivers chilling true crime stories straight to your mobile device. Every day they release a new episode that investigate the gruesome true acts of America's worst serial killers. And you can explore into the minds of psychopaths and murderers. To get started, find and download Murder Minute from the App Store or visit MurderMinute.com. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-M-I-N-U-T-E.com to get your daily dose of true crime creepiness delivered straight to your mobile device. It's a good show. Uh, hey, everybody, it's me, Steve. Uh, Busy is not here again this week. She's off working on her book. Hopefully she'll finish that soon and join us more regularly. Um, I am not solo, however, this this episode. Uh, I'm joined by my friends Greg and Amira, who have a podcast also here on the Starburns Audio Network called Maybe It's You, a great relationship uh, podcast. I highly recommend you checking it out. Um the reason I'm doing this intro is because I started recording with just me and Greg and uh, about half an hour in, the uh, the file stopped recording because apparently my SD card was full and had no more available space and Greg and I kept talking because I didn't know <laughs> it had stopped and then once I realized it wasn't talking, we went back and we started again uh, this time, Greg's wife, Amira, was there, and so uh, we had her sit in and join us until she had to go pick up the kids. I'm doing all this explaining so it makes sense when about 30 minutes into this podcast, there is a third person talking just out of nowhere. Um, and that's, I think, all you need to know. I think everything else is covered in the episode <laughs> and will make sense. Uh, thanks for listening, and have a great weekend. Bye. Uh, hello. All right, we're recording. Hi, Greg. Uh, so once again, busy is busy. Uh, she's she's got a million things going on right now. She's got a a talk show now that's in production. Right, that's what I heard. She's finishing a book. So I texted her today, and I was like, "Let's record. How about twelve one?" It's like that's why right. I asked Amira if she wanted to do it, and uh, uh, my wife, who I do a podcast with on the on our network, yeah. and uh, she said, "Is Busy going to be there?" And I said, "Nope." And she said, "I think I'll. Uh, why don't you guys do it?" Yeah, it's crazy, so, dude. Yeah, um, but we have a shitload of listeners, and it's because I'm sure. I mean, I joke about this always on the podcast because there's been a lot lately where it's me by myself because Busy is working on a movie or her TV show or her book. Um, her husband wrote, um, he's just, not he's that just into not it. that into you. Yeah. yeah. We talked a while ago. There was, you know, I mean, uh, I wrote, he's just not that into you. You did. You wrote a series of this. This is my guest, by the way, Greg Barrent. Yep. Um, very funny comedian. Um, and I was thinking about this on the way over here. You are one of the few comedians that I remember specifically remember the first time I ever saw you. Um, that's very rare for me, especially when you're a comedian. Like I know so many comedians, but I don't remember when, where I met so-and-so. Right. It probably happened in a green room at a show or something, but I don't remember. Um, but for you, I remember it was probably 99. I went to the improv. It, I was hanging out with Sarah Silverman a lot. 
and we were at her apartment playing video games. We were playing Goldeneye or something and smoking pot. And she's oh like, God, that's hilarious. She's like, I got to go up the street. That to the- really, Goldeneye really sets the tone, doesn't it? Because that's when I live with Cross. And yes. And Goldeneye. It was. And I'd come home and he'd go, do you want to play? And then we'd play for a little bit and he goes, you're fucking horrible at this. Go, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't want to play. I don't want you to shoot me. It was. Fun that game, game was so huge. Yeah. And that was a, a bonding thing with me and Sarah when I first met her. We would smoke pot and play Goldeneye for hours. I think it's why I don't know David Cross anymore. No, that's not true. And I do know David <laughs> That's Cross, how but... I met like Brian Posehn. He yeah. came over to her house and Neelan and all these people was basically because of weed and Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one night she was like, hey, um, I, I have to go run up the street really quick to do like 15 minutes at the improv. Do you want to go with me? And I was like, sure. And so I go up and we were sitting in that back corner and uh, waiting to go up. And the two people I remember, it was you and Jimmy Pardo and Sarah. And um, I specifically remember going, oh, my God, this is that's so I was just had been doing stand up, but not a ton. And I was like, oh, my God, these guys are fucking great. I remember you specifically talking about pudding. Yes. And <laughs> now they change. And um, Jimmy, the one thing I remember from Jimmy is how polarizing he was to the audience. And like half the audience, he was like, "This side of the room, you're a bunch of fuckers. You're hor- You don't get it. I'm going to talk to these people." Yep. Also, in telling a joke and going, "If you don't think that's funny, break a bottle on your table and cut yourself in the neck." Oh my god, he was that. So that is the first time I saw him, and I was so fucking taken. I was like. This is one of my favorite people I've ever seen. It's amazing. Oh, my God. He ended with the joke about uh, giving his nephew, nephew a, bath. a bath. Yep. Yep. Fuck. He was so good. He, he had like... um. That's the one... He's sort of like what we were talking about before. He has a... Jimmy's like a throwback. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So that was the first time you saw me. That was the first time I saw him. His joke was... So I'm giving my nephew a bath, and he says, Uncle Jimmy, how come your penis is different than mine? And I go, well, yours isn't erect. And the audience <laughs> yeah. is like, oh, my God. Yeah. And he goes, by the way, did I mention my nephew is 18 years or is 22 years old? <laughs> yeah. And the audience is like, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, it just goes, gets worse. And by nephew, I mean a guy I met on the Internet. And it just <laughs> yeah. kept getting worse. Yep. And yep. that was the one where he's like, if you don't think that's funny, break a bottle and slice your neck off. And- yep. He's fantastic. So I remember specifically him and you, and um, I've always thought you were so goddamn funny. Thank um, you, man. For those listening, check out. You have, is it two or three albums? I have two albums, and I have one coming out. I, I, I just I just recorded one. You did? I Where'd just did, re- up, up uh, in Minneapolis. Uh, it's going to be called Why Are You In Here? Uh, which is the only, I talk about how uh, when we were kids, I go, you know, when you have kids now, you have to ask them, are you doing okay? You all right? You like your gender? You're going to be, you know, do, do, do you, you want to go, like do you want me to, and do you want me to go upstairs for you? I don't want you to worry about the stairs. Do you like your gender? Yeah. You like your gender or whatever it is, or maybe I, you know, your name or I can just leave you alone. It's like you're in the service industry. Yeah. Um, and then I, and I say, when I was a kid, the only people, the only thing everybody ever said to me was, why are you in here? Why are you, why are you in here? I, I think I live here. Go outside. You just told, go outside. You told a really funny story. I remember Greg also ha- has had a sh- a show at Largo. You do it at other places too, called Bring the Rock. Yeah, it's, it's stories about you know related to music and rock and and stand up as well, and people actually playing live. And um, you told a story about fuck. 
being in the green room, going to see a band, and they were on stage, and you were in their green room oh, doing cocaine. That's the one you. That's the one that you've shot some of the, you, the the tail end of that story is on is from is uh, on. It's the Veruca Salt. Yes. Yeah, I want candy. Yeah. Thing that you shot and put up on online. I was. We were. We went to see the Violent Femmes. Yes. Ugh, and we were. Them. And we had cocaine. My buddy and I. And what we, year is this? Uh, straight up 84, I think. Oh, my God. That long ago. Okay. Yeah, they were brand new. They were playing in Corvallis. They were, that's where they were. They were in Corvallis, Oregon. And we uh, had cocaine. And we were like, we need to go play. We can't, we need to find a place to do cocaine. And so we just wandered into this room. And we, there was nobody in there at the moment. And there was a, just a tabletop. And we started doing our cocaine. And you have to picture is 84 and we're exact, we're, we're wearing exactly what you think we are. Like fucking collars popped up. <laughs> like we look, we, we look like, uh, we look like, we both look like, um, <laughs> you're out of a John Hughes. Movie. We, yeah. Or army hammer in, uh, call me by your name. Like we, we, neither, neither of us is Chalamet. Neither of us is that cool. And, uh, we're doing cocaine and the fucking violent femmes walk in and they called us they go hey cocaine they called us cocaine which is just so fucking embarrassing they just they had they were not they were not drug guys they were straight edge they didn't think it was cool i just think they weren't dicks and they and we were frat boys that were excited to go see the violent femmes now we had both been kicked out of our fraternity for doing drugs so we were not in the fraternity (laughs) and my friend was my friend was my friend was like two years from coming out like we were we were we were exploring where life was going and uh, I think I just got my ear pierced. I still look. It didn't matter how many things I did. I still look like a fucking goofball from the suburbs. Like I was I the just, same. I got my ear pierced in like '88. And you I and still, I don't look like women. Are like we, we don't have enough of the no. femme to make it like. No, we don't I mean? look like Roland Orzabal or <laughs> no, or Steven Tyler or any of those guys that you go. Wow, that guy's like a kind of a half chick, half man thing. You know what I, I mean? I still have my ear piercing hole. Even though I have not worn an ear, pier- ear an earring in probably thirty years, the I, hole is still there, and occasionally still gets infected. Oh my god, that's the worst! I gauges. I moved up to gauges. No, did you really? Not huge. Well, you know, like that's what they called any ones like that went all the way through. Yes. No, not the not yeah, like just anyway. The I saw a picture of me like Amira's like maybe a month away from having true. And I want to punch me in my own fucking face. Yeah. Because as much as I even want to be Billy Idol or want to be Brian Setzer, I look like, oh, look, Geefy Aries early to the party. Like, it just <laughs> looks, oh, my God, it's the guy from, it's a yeah. Extreme Home Makeover. Like, I didn't look, <sighs> it didn't ever kind of came off Fuck the 80s, as dude. punk rock as I wanted it to. I once in high school, this is so embarrassing, and there are literally no photos of it because I destroyed them when I was that age. But when I was like 16, I had a haircut. (laughs) It would be like the opposite of a mohawk. It was like I took like a flat top. Yeah. Like kid in place height flat top. Yeah. And scooped out the middle. Like so it's just an edge of a flat top that went down to a V in the back in the back. It's so hard to explain. It's like your hair, but missing the hair in the middle. Oh, my God. That's so weird. It was so fucking weird and, like, just 
hairsprayed straight up like four inches all the way around. It looked so fucking stupid. It is so <laughs> 80s. But I went to like a banquet with this girl and um, they had, the, you know, a photo booth and there were photos. And I, I remember specifically, and this was how horrible I looked like. Like a month later after having these photos, I threw them away because I was like, even at 16, I was like, I look like a fucking like asshole. You, you, you couldn't even see in the future where that would be something you'd want to show everybody. No, I could not see, you like, see a can't. throwback Thursday in the future. Oh, my God. I didn't know hashtag TVT in I, 1986. I, you know, it just was like, I think people have kind of just left it well enough alone now. But like, you know, they were we were inventing hair product then. And suddenly your hair could do lots of different things and uh, whole identities were being shaped by hair in the 80s. Like it really yeah. became this thing of like, there's a moment in time I found in 1986, Duran Duran, the replacements and like an early Motley crew all have the same hair. They all have high rocker shag. They all look great. Yeah. They all look great. And they couldn't be further apart as people. They couldn't be making more, especially yep. at that time. Those were like really, but they all had that big ass like, fucking mullet. But, big New Jersey hair. Yeah, but it was fucking cool though. It was like the, they had the Rod Stewartish kind of like in chunks. Yeah. Like, I mean, the replacements look fucking awesome. But yeah, it was like that period of like, oh man, we can fucking do whatever we want. It was, it was almost like the entire <laughs> country went, we can do whatever we want with our hair now. No yeah. one's going to stop us. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was really like a time. It was really like a time. Did you ever have hair like that? Like, hmm? yeah, giant, I have a, like Cinderella hair. Never. I never got it teased out except for <laughs> kind of when I had my talk show, I kind of, when I had my talk show, like, like I had my hair, I, I'll show you some pictures. I think I have one on my phone, okay. but I had you my got, hair kind of like, also send those to me. I'll, I'll yeah, 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 um, um, Wait, what year did you have your talk show? 2006, but it was sort of in that era. What? <laughs> you had 80s hair in 2006? Yeah. Do you remember like the like when the strokes were around and like that early, that kind of like, yeah, I, it, I, like let's have a mullet kind of a yes. thing? Except I'm 44. <laughs> I'm not fucking Julian. And, like the old early Bono hair. Yeah. Like, yes, Bono. Yeah. That's the other one. It was, it was, it was Bono. Paul, I did Paul, Bono, Paul Westerberg. Paul Westerberg, uh, yes. Um, um, uh, John Taylor. Yep. And, yes. And I think maybe uh, that well, that guy saying every time you go away. Um, take a every place. time you anyway. Yes. But there, it was just everybody. Anyone, anyone involved in We Are the World had that fucking hair. Yes. For those yeah. listening, go look at the We Are the World video, yeah. and it was that. Or do they it know it's Christmas time? And girls, like the Bengals had that yeah. fucking hair. So did, so did the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Do they know it's Christmas time? Everybody <laughs> except for Paul Weller has that fucking haircut. <laughs> Bananarama. <laughs> they all, everybody just had like that, um, uh, yeah. And then uh, and then Six Six Butnik came around and, uh, and uh, changed it up a little bit. But that's when they, you know, like. Hairspray, yeah, a, hairspray a mousse, mullet. a really high mullet. Up high mullet. Yeah, yeah. The one I think of is most are like Bono and, like you said, Paul Bono Westbrook is unreal. John Taylor from Duran Duran. Yeah, look, do a Google image search for all you millennials and. Yeah, Ugh. I mean that could be why everyone has cancer now. All that shit you would sweat into your head. It seems to be going around, right? What's that? Cancer. Cancer is just well. I think they're just realizing, like they're just throwing that. I think. 
You know, when, when I was kids, people just died and they just went, well, you know, he had a heart thing. Well, his heart stopped because he had cancer on it. Like, you know, people died for other reasons and your heart stops. So they're like, well, his heart stops. So that's a heart attack. Okay, but what yeah. was happening? Oh, well, it turns out there was a tumor inside of him. Like, I don't think, I think cancer's been around. They're just finding it now more and saying, oh, that's a cancer. We're able, yeah, much like DNA, we're able to focus in on true actual causes of that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, because when I was growing up, when I was a kid... People only ever died of heart attacks mm-hmm. or like, yeah, cancer too, but like a specific, he has lung cancer and that's it. Right. Well, lung cancer was one and it was, and it was attributed to smoking. Or like colon it was like cancer. That. People got that. Lung cancer, colon cancer, cancer, heart attacks. That was it. Was, if somebody's pan, if somebody had pancreatic cancer, they were dead by the time you finished the sentence. That's the one that came, came so fast. You know, that's what uh, uh, Bill Hicks had. Yeah, and I once the pancreas goes, it just bam. And it was rare. Like you would hear, and you'd be like, "Holy shit, what he had cancer!" Like when you're younger, you know, obviously because you're younger and you're still healthier. But now, fucking everyone I know, like last week alone, like I was at a fucking two weekends ago. I was at a wedding. I was one of the groomsmen, and we'd gotten dressed, and this was moments before the ceremony was starting we were sitting waiting to walk up as groomsmen and just as they were calling us to walk up i happened to look at my fucking instagram and my friend had posted that his wife had just passed away of cancer oh. after a year-long battle with cancer and I, and I just started crying oh yeah and i couldn't stop crying and i had to walk out in front of like 150 oh my God. people and i was just like a wreck yeah, I didn't know what to do, and everyone's like, "Hey, let's take a picture." And I was like, "I no, I, I can't right now." Oh my god! And then the next day, my mom calls me crying. She goes, "Her best friend had just died, not of cancer, but her best friend, who, who she was friends with since high school, and they went to nursing school together. And you know, my dad died three years ago, and so this woman has been her rock and her support since my dad died. Yeah, yeah, yeah." She'd been having health issues, and she went in for surgery like two weeks ago. Yeah, and um, had a stroke during surgery and died. Yes, that's actually con- that's kind of a common thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, my my grandma was ninety nine. She went in for her hip surgery, and I think we all were like, I think she was like, first off, she was like, by the way, this isn't fun anymore. Like I'm, I'm yes. not digging it. I mean, and yeah. was lucid and hilarious right up to the very end. Yeah. And she had bought something for true for true hadn't been born yet. She was on her way. Ugh. And my grandma said, make sure you give her the, before, right as we were wheeling her in the thing, she's make sure you give her the gift. Oh. Yeah. Okay. We'll give it. To her. And it was like, wow. And then sure enough, they went in, they did the anesthesia. She had oh a stroke. God, and that was my it. eyes are starting to well, That's fucking horrible. Yeah. But it, I mean, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, well, the, you know, that's the other thing of, like, you know, the people who fall down break your hip. The hip breaks and people fall down. Your hips start to go. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that just is like... What um, the fuck? I had an MRI the other day because I had uh, something else looked at, and they're like, oh, you got a little uh, degeneration in your hip there. I'm like, all right. And they so now little, you have that to look for. I got a little too. plaque. I don't... I'm not a big... I don't... I mean, I've already had cancer, so yeah. I'm not a big... 
once you I got a big health guy. <laughs> Once I went on Oprah, I was like, what else is there to do? You know, it's all fun after that. No, I no, I am a health guy. I'm but I just don't that shit doesn't freak me out. Did you change your diet and stuff after you had cancer? Sort of. Sort of. Yeah, I don't know that that was it. I mean, I feel like I, I look, I only um, I, I wasn't I didn't have like a horrible diet. You know, I'm not I, I'm not a huge fan of the vegetable, but I. I get I get around that I get around it. Um, I do love your meats and cheeses, um, but uh, why couldn't those be the healthy foods? The one meat thing I cheese. started doing was I gave up diet, so diet cokes, which I drank incessantly. I was like on an IV. Um, yeah. I stopped those. Yeah, and um, I uh, just I'll only eat half of almost anything. Right. <clears throat> I just eat smaller amounts of food. Right. Um, now that doesn't mean that's worked out for me. I've had some. I've had my thyroid removed. I've had like you know. I've had some other stuff, but it's all like things that would have happened anyway. Like the thyroid thing is a you know they're not related. Um, it was just uh, 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 swollen and one of those things that my doctor was like, look, it's gotta- such a massive common problem though. So mm-hmm. many people I know. Not necessarily have had their thyroids removed, but are on medications for hyperthyroidism or hypothyroidism. Um, it's the, the thyroid seems like a real piece of shit. It no, it is the thing that regulates your whole body, and yeah. I think the problem is we don't know. We're just figuring parts of the body out. We're like, oh, I, we don't know what fucks it up. It could be any variety of things, or it may just get fucking like. I'm full. I, I've done enough. You know, I've I've I've, yeah. I've worked hard enough, and yeah. the, and the and the the thing that they use to replace it has been around since the '50s. So that's, it's not like that's a new thing. It's a synthetic, you know, what thyroid. Do they replace thing. it with it. It's called uh, with a, a a drug. It's just a synthetic. Oh, thin- they don't put something in there. Mm-mm. Like a paste pacemaker no, version of a thyroid. No, you just take a pill every morning. You take a blue pill every morning. Are there side effects? Um, I don't know. I've only had this a couple months. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What led you to go get it checked? I just had a I had a physical, and my doctor went. It's swollen. It's swollen pretty big on the left, and they're both and the and there was tumor in it. They biopsied it. Nothing. They said the ones on the right, the tumors on the right, are t- too small in the biopsy. I Let's say just, just take it out. it out. You don't need it. We can replace it. If those are cancerous, you got to keep going. You just have to go back. Yeah. You're already going back to check on your other cancer thing. Why not? You know, just take it out. So, and so you. Once that's gone, do you notice a difference at all? I did. I actually felt better for a little bit. I felt like my mood. I was. Um, um, I was really. I, it's hard to tell, but like my mood yeah. was really kind of sh- really shitty. And somebody said, "Yeah, it fucks with your whole system." And then. Yeah. Um, um, and so I feel mostly better, but I, um, uh, it threw off my exercise exercise. I have to tell you the, the only thing that, uh, like maybe two and a half years ago, uh, I started riding my bike for some reason. I have a cruiser and I was like, I, I in my head, I'm like, that's just a bike you ride around. You can't ride that for exercise. Yeah. Uh, that you, doesn't make any you f- get to a hill on a beach cruiser, you're done. But the thing about it is you don't have, like you live here in the Valley, you, you don't have to go on a hill. Yeah. You can ride for fucking miles. You go down to Chandler. Fuck, you can go for miles. And so, yeah. and I would get up at four o'clock in the morning. What? And ride because no one's around. It's fucking beautiful. So, 
I started riding, and I at the beginning I ride like between five and seven miles, and by the end I was riding forty miles to anywhere between forty and forty on a twenty cruiser. Yeah, yeah. I have a a big old you know, and I I like it had like it was a three speed, and I had it taken up to an eight speed, and you know I started doing hills and all that kind of stuff. But my whole life was like I never had an exercise ever that I loved. Like it was always drudgery. Mm -hmm. Um, Drudgery. And but riding a bike is like when you're riding a bike like that, it's like you're fucking 15 and you're like, like you just go across, go across yeah, somebody's yeah. lawn yeah just fucking ride down you're like going through neighborhoods and stuff and uh um and that that was like i fucking just i felt amazing you know like i just that was that's the most i've ever exercised and are you I, still doing it uh <laughs> i had to, i stopped after the surgery because I, anyway I can't. oh okay but um i started back up yesterday so how did it go uh, it was good. It was fun. Four but I in only the morning? I, I did, uh, yeah. yeah. You always wake up at four in the morning? I started about, yeah, I guess I started about two, three years ago. I was wanted to. you would just wake up and it's four in the morning? Yeah, no. I After I was sick, after cancer, I would wake up because I couldn't sleep because of the, um, you know, uh, the from the chemo. So you get like the bed sweats or whatever. And, Do you uh, go to bed earlier? Sometimes. Sometimes I will. I can go to bed as early as nine. Oh my sometimes um, I don't even know what that's like. Well, I you know here's the thing. Like um, I'm white, so I'm not working that much. And uh, <laughs> you're a straight white male. It's kind of crazy. I was explaining that to someone the other day, and they go, that, "But you're like," and I'm like, "No, I'm not kidding. Ask any guy my age. They're like people are like, dude, I'm sorry. It's been rough. Yeah. I'm like, I, yeah. I mean, it, it it hasn't been rough for all of my life. I know. I. Like literally all I of my life. I use the term rough very loosely. I'm still very loose. I've said to people, I got here in in 94. By 99, I had my very first development deal. And I had development deals all the time for yeah. only, for for two for one reason. Yeah. Two reasons. I was white. I was funny. Mm-hmm. And that was enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're a white guy, they don't go, oh, you know, we don't actually have any white shows. <laughs> or... I guess we have Wednesdays open. Like, it, yeah. like the opportunities for white dudes are were just enormous. So, yeah. if it's a, if I didn't plan for this, which I didn't, sure, <laughs> that's my fault. But yeah. I, you know, so I don't ever want to sound like I'm, uh, I'm angry about it. Yeah, but I am like that is happening and yeah. I can't get work. Yeah. <laughs> and so I find it concerning, but I'm not mad at anybody about it. It just is that thing of like, it's actually real. And then I realized the other day they've brought full service back at gas stations in L in, in, in LA up in Oregon. Whoa. And I went, Oh, because that's for white guys. Rid of full service in Oregon. No, they, they, cause I, you know, every gas station in Oregon, I used to live in Ashland, Oregon, there was no self-serve in Oregon. It was all you pull in, and that was the way they had jobs in Oregon. Okay, so they have, they still have one. Yeah. But here in California, like at the one right down the street here, the 76, they've added it. Wow. So, I haven't seen that in And then I went, oh, years. they've prepared for the white guy, because the only guy that's going to know how to do that is me. Yeah. Because I did it as a kid. Uh-huh. So, and I know what it is. Yeah. Otherwise, people are like, I don't know, what do I do? You go to the car, you ask them for their... I mean, all they really do is stand by the pump and freak you out because anytime you get out of a car and there's somebody standing there, you're like, what the fuck do you want? Oh, yeah. And it's always it's always the pump that's closest to the gas station. Yep. And 
yeah, I got used to not seeing it. And every now and then I'd pull into a gas station and pull up to the pump, not reading the sign that said full service. Right. And there's a guy just standing right by my door going, yeah. fill her up. And I'm like, whoa. whoa yeah, yeah. Whoa. No, you're fucking, you're one of those speed. You're like a meth dude. They walked out of nowhere. That's like, yeah. my yeah. wife and I are stuck here and fucking. My windows are clean already. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But, um, um, uh, but yeah, so I started riding my bike uh, early in the morning. And I, I always wanted to be somebody that got up early. Because I love those hours once I'm up and Me there's too. no one there. And I, and I don't, um, I, you know, I don't have that much to do in the evening. So it, it's, it's all right. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I'll, uh, hang out with the girls. I'll study or whatever. And I'm you know. always amazed if I somehow will wake up at like seven wide awake and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm up all of a sudden. I've accomplished everything I need to do in the day. And I'll look at my phone and I'm like, it's only noon. Oh yeah! And now I have the whole day to do whatever I want because oh I got all my errands done. When you get up at four thirty, you can take a fat nap too, man. Nobody <laughs> fucking cares. Nobody cares, and you did get everything done. But when you're up at four thirty, you're like, "This is my fucking town, dude." I go out there, I fucking ride my bike. Nobody's there. I'm like, "This is fucking amazing." I come back, it's my house. <laughs> It's like all my shit. It's all me, man. It's my fucking neighbor. I take the dogs out on the fucking street, throw the ball for them, like without a leash, because so, we're not gonna. They're not gonna fucking panic and yeah. want to lick someone to death. Like it's um, and it's really a a uh like almost like a spiritually yeah. Like I'll usually get up and meditate for like a half hour. I'll do okay. some sort of like reading or meditation something because I you know I I'm old. So if I got right up and got on that bike, I'd be. I have taken a few spills. I went. Really? Oh fuck yeah! I went over the handlebars like three. Whoa. Weeks, like yeah, yeah. Well, like three weeks ago, I went right over. I don't, oh, that's I, rough at our age. I oh dude, I fucked up my knee. I I broke my toes. Like I really, I really, I really fell down hard, dude. I think I, I have a hard. broken pinky or pinky toe because I. Hi uh, waffles. Because I uh, two nights ago was walking to the bathroom and just kicked the edge of the couch. With my, mm. just caught it on the pinky toe mm. and. It's a fucking, it's just, you're like, how do I, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, when you fall at our age and you're a, you're a big boy, that's a drop for you. And it is so, it's hard to explain. It, it, you really don't understand how elastic you are till you. We're recording again. And yes. I got to say that, uh. You know, one door slams and a, a new one uh, opens. <laughs> a better one opens. A different, a better door opens. Guys, don't. And the, right. and, and the new one involves three dogs and a lady. And Amira, um, Greg's <laughs> wife. And podcast co-host. Podcast co-host. Um, Cod, podcast co-pilot. Um, I like how you're talking to the dogs. See you in a little bit. We were, we were recording... And I ran out of card space mm-hmm. unknowingly, and it just stopped recording. I think Do you know I where you stopped? Your machine intuitively went, oh, my God. Well, it enough. stopped after Greg talking about getting up at 4 in the morning to ride bikes. Yes. About riding, about riding mm-hmm. bikes, yep. Yes. Um, and then when we got into all the good stuff like cancer and, and thyroidism. and The best. It didn't record. Oh, yeah, it didn't record cancer and his no. thyroidectomy? So we'll talk about Tumors that Tumors on top of Tumors? No. Uh, no welcome to Tumors on Top of Tumors. Yeah. But Greg and Amira have a podcast also here on Starburns. Maybe mm-hmm. it's you. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. Um, yeah. It's it, relationships. It's relationships, really, yeah. And behavior. Yeah. 
And but yeah, we're fascinated. I mean, the, the the you know we write books, relationship books, but it's it's the behavior that we're interested in. It's the um, not just relationship, like some of the most popular relationship books in the past decade. We've written, some, we've done okay. We've done. He's okay. just not that into you. Yep. They call it a breakup because it's broken. Broken, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, there's another. Well, it's just, it's it's just, just a, a fucking day. day. <laughs> and coming out in, ju- in July, July 17th. 17th uh, how to keep your marriage from sucking. And, Janu- and January 19th, the, the, the piece of resistance, uh, which is... Um, uh, we used to we, be in love, now we work here. We used to be in love, and now we work here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, that's great. No, yeah. the podcast is great, too. I was listening to it today, and the... Um, you talking, you specifically talking about uh, the guys who drive around in like the sports cars that are wrapped. With... Yes, I actually posted a couple of photos on my Instagram of the actual cars. The cars. Are oh, wrapped you took and photos they... of the car. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're wrapped. They're... Like advertisements, but they're really advertising themselves. They're advertising themselves. They're wrapped in they camo. They their own cars. It's like camouflage wrapping. And it says... But it says... Send nudes. Send nudes. Send nudes. <laughs> and then there's like on the side, there's like a handle where you can DM the nudes. And then there's also like, how's my driving? 1-800-EAT-A-DICK. Like it's that kind of class. <laughs> That is so douchey. It, oh, it's... They're but such in my head, I, said, I think I said this on the podcast. I'm like... Like, you know what, man? They aren't playing. Like, it's not yellow. No, I know. Like, it's you, an, it's a numbers a game. Yellow. They're it looking for the game. type of girl that would be like, sure, I, I'll send this and guy. I've already got him on my phone. Why not? Yeah. Yes. I, right. Yeah. I'm not but doing see, the whole I dance. Like, I, I feel uh, like you send them the unexpected nudes. Maybe the ones they weren't hoping for. No, I love that. You were saying just pick, just Google image search a guy's open butthole <laughs> and start <laughs> tweeting them that stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> old ball sack. Here's a here's a hundred of them. <laughs> oh man! Ball sack. Can you imagine? Look at this. I got the some greatest. Nick Nolte sack. Here's Nick Nolte's. <laughs> I remember there's an article about him. Yeah, in, and then do um, like hit me up. That's that's uh, the big thing. Hit me up. Like you a, up? You there, up? There was like a <laughs> exactly. like around the time of, he was making um, uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. There was an article with him in GQ, and it started with him. St- talking about he had just sat on his sack and he was having it tucked well having his sack you know you're rejuvenated yeah you like bring the vaginal up. rejuvenation you, got, you, bring, them balls. Up. you no. bring them up you bring them up i was talking with people about this the other night like people sit on their balls is that a real thing gentlemen do you yeah, sit on balls? my friend dave das malchin who is an actor he did an episode of this podcast like a couple episodes ago we were at a party at his house a game night and he had mentioned he thinks, and nobody else agreed with him at this party, but he, for some reason, thought women loved balls. Nope. No. Hard pass. Nope. And also all I mean, the... we tolerate balls, but <laughs> no one's like, yum, the balls. Whole, the whole unit is a bummer. It is a drag. It's a bummer. And then, but then to add, to add that, and they're just on the outside. They're loose oh. and they're on the outside. And uh, how about this? The, Here's a part of your body that doesn't need hair. Let's throw that on there. <laughs> like that's not the thing. Bonus. That, yeah, it's it's uh, it's all yeah. And we took a vote, and even the guy, all the guys were like, "I would rather not have these." And all the girls were like, "We would rather not." You had those either. We're all, we all agree. Here's the thing: what they they contain the party. 
Right. The whole thing, the whole thing kind of, you know. The, they the, contain the half idea. the chemistry, yeah. Sure. Yeah, right. And they've got the, and that's what's exciting is what, but why couldn't those have been tucked up in? Like, that feels like, it feels like they, God did us first. And then was like, oh, I can so make this better. And then to put the, <laughs> and look, the vagina, he's like, I got to like give Ant-Man him. It's like Ant-Man and Wasp. She gets the wings. She gets the By wings. By the way, Dave Dasmalchin is in Ant-Man. He's the Russian computer hacker guy. Oh, well, is I he? will look yeah. out for him. And oh, he uh, thinks. Oh, I know him. He, I know that guy is. Yeah. He thinks everyone likes balls. I mean, he doesn't after this party we had. We kind of set him straight. <laughs> you took a vote. Oh, yeah. Everyone in the room was like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> yeah. Which part do you like best? Let's discuss it. Which Every girl was basically best? like, we deal with them. Yeah. We don't like mm-hmm. them. Mm-mm. No. Nobody loves them. So and then later on, you sit on them. So that's that's what happens later if on. If you are sexting and you send a nude, it's never of your balls. <laughs> you always try and get an angle where there is no ball showing. <laughs> I, so I you would send those I, guys in that car just nuts. I, <laughs> just, just nuts. nuts. Just nuts. Just, just, that's yeah. the new website. And please, if you do encounter those guys, do send them just nuts. I think that's just what they're after. Nuts. Well, I think they're hoping for it. Find Amira's Instagram. Yeah. Because that did you blur it out or anything? Nope. Good. What's because your? I also, I also don't think it's a real license plate because it says like Starship. Ugh. It's from Texas or something. Is like it that. Grace Slick? But uh, oh, could you imagine? She's, Send she's really. You thought Roseanne went nuts. Grace Slick went really nuts. Roseanne she's like just driving around nuts. in a rap Ferrari, going, "I want some." But I see them cocks. like racing around the valley. <laughs> what it's is your worst. Instagram? Because I got to see this. It's actually dot. Do you Amira. think the in in Australia they call um got uh, people of new wealth sort of. Bogans, right? So that's sort of that's not the whole description. Bogans can also be like white trash, but they can also be new money like this. Mm-hmm. I think Los Angeles is probably the only part of the United States that it has bogan. Like we have the worst of new wealth. We have all the YouTube stars. Maybe some the... in Florida, but like the like when people go, that's just burning them. That's just disrespectful to money. That's or a guy cryptocurrency, who invent- <laughs> whatever it is, cryptocurrency, right. whatever you're doing right now, right. that 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 that's, that's what a guy you're doing. who invents vape flavored <laughs> juices. I like that it's vape flavored. I like that it's yes. a vape flavored stuff. Flavored vape, vape juice. Yeah, yeah, that's vape. what I meant. Yeah. Vape. Oh, that's true. How about a vape? You want a nice cold it's, vape juice? What's the flavor? Vape. vape. It's vape. vape. <laughs> it's the. It's what vape. It's the essence of vape. Have in you a soda. seen any of those? Um, because I'm sure it's great for your lungs. But have you seen any of those uh, videos of people that do the the vape smoke things where they create art with their vape smoke? <laughs> no. They're, oh, they're like vape God. smoke masters. And they do this thing where, because you know how there's so much vape smoke that it's almost it's comical? It's insane, yeah. It's ridiculous. But they do this thing where like they're blowing, they're blowing circles, but then they do something where they manipulate the Makes air around heart. it. And then they start doing things in it, and it starts curling around. There's wow. Look it up. It is. It is. Well, at least they're doing something wow. creative with their douchery. Oh my I mean, God. I think it's going to be great for their popcorn lungs and stuff. Oh that's yeah, I just now, found out right? about popcorn lungs. That's a good subject for this podcast too. Bar- bar- baristas must be the fucking phone. Fo- the fo- remember when phone fo- when you phone mart? Oh, you just learned thing. how to make a cock on your latte. Yes. <laughs> too late, dude. That yeah. guy makes a cock that fucks so in a cloud. Ago. Now there's and this, it's and it's apple flavored. He did an apple flavored vape. Vape flavor. With no balls. That one has no balls. Yours has balls. Yours is mostly balls. 
Yours is just nuts. So when your when your your uh, disc ran out, had you did you get any of his cancer and thyroid, or did you? Luckily, scan? I did not get any cancer from Greg. Uh, I not, it's, it's not, not, not by osmosis. It's you, no, uh, yeah. it was just before that. You can, stay, you can sleep in the same bed with me now. It's never been. It's never. That's been not viral. how it happens. I'm still, by the way, blown away. I'm by the way still blown away by. I've seen cars wrapped. I I don't know if I'm ever going to get off this subject, but it's, cars wrapped like. Do you want to pull up on your phone so he can see it? Yeah, because you can local. Yeah, because a lot of people, I see a, a car that's wrapped in an advertisement for like right. a subway or something, and I'm sure. like, they're making money doing this. Yes, this guy spent money mm-hmm. to try and get nude nude sent to him, nude yes. pictures sent to him. Yes, that is insane. Yeah, well, there's two of them. I posted two of them, and they you've were- seen two different. Yeah. Or were they driving side by side? They were driving side by no. side. They were dra- they were drag racing. No, going south on Sepulveda. Towards Ventura. Like yeah, fully that seems drag like the racing. neighborhood. They were, they were racing to the Galleria. Ugh. Or something. Yeah, they were going to Cinnabon or... No, they were going to Sabaro. <laughs> Those yeah. are the guys that... that no, I, I don't want to talk shit about people who actually do that job. I was going to say they have kiosks in the mall. Yeah, there there's... Oh yeah, it's it's got to be a new car. They don't have their license plate yet. Tar- it just says is Starship. It a, is it a right? Is it a Target? Is so it a Porsche? Them- it's Texas. Right. It's a Texas like. So this one has "Please send nudes up here," right? And wow. then there's the "How's my driving?" One eight hundred eat a deck. Wow. And then this one. Please send nudes. Yeah. And it's also a weird camouflage. They're camouflage. Oh God. Now, if I, call, I wonder how often their cars get keyed. I would do it all the time. I feel like if they parked would, in a mall, they would come back and their car would just be keyed. <laughs> I, I might accidentally drag my keys across that where I yeah. to encounter it not racing down Sepulveda. <laughs> oh, I would just I can't believe you I saw that. Saying, Do you guys get my nudes? Did you get my nudes? Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, guys. You Dude. haven't responded to my nudes. Dude, just sack. Just, just, just nuts. <laughs> Nuts and sack. All ball. All ball all day. What was the... I'm trying to remember. What, remember Goodfield and I made up? The, we, were, we were in a mall and we were looking at all the different places in this mall, like anthropology and all that stuff. And we came up with, god damn it, a, a place where you can get your balls, tri- where you get your t- your package taken care of. When oh, we, yeah. That's that, that's how this started. Uh, who was it that, that had... Uh, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte had, had, his, had his balls taken up. His balls lifted. Yeah, had his balls lifted. At that same party where we were talking about balls with Dave Dasmalchin. They, par- they do it at bar mitzvahs. Now. Well, not bar Someone- mitzvahs, but they do it at parties So like now. instead of Botox parties that right, the right. ladies have, now they have the guys have a sack ball party. rejuvenation? You guys want to have a sack party? And we're just lifting sacks. I mean, you can keep your extra skin if you want, or we can throw oh. it away. <laughs> it is. Balls are the worst. The worst. And oh why God. do they stretch out? Because balls don't weigh anything. They, but they do. They must. I they start look going like I'm in a potato butthole. sack race when I'm naked. <laughs> it's the. I, wonder, I want to get a, a tuck. I wonder if anyone was ever sat on their ball and it went up their ass. And like I got have my. I had to have my ball pulled out of my asshole. Doug Benson has a really funny story. You've probably heard it. He used Doug used to be roommates with the guy who played the oldest son on Mr. Belvedere. Do you oh, remember this? Yes, I, I remember the story. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he told Doug that they went for a table read one day, 
and the guy who plays Mr. Belvedere came in and everyone was already in there and he sat down and basically sat on his own balls and <laughs> just let out the loudest yep that was a whole bit he sat on his balls <laughs> mr belvedere sat on his balls that's what we were gonna call that's our, the title of this episode. pouch and hammer pouch and hammer. pouch you go to the pouch and hammer eat your balls and stuff taken care of and, the, and we do it we'll trim it up we'll trim the stem we, we the stem it's just, just <laughs> You go in there for male waxing. I'm so glad I joined you guys. Pouch- all <laughs> I know. How did this turn into an oh. episode of Walking in the Room? We're supposed to be talking about cancer. Oh, cancer. Oh, remember yeah, how fun yeah. cancer was? I don't remember this being. I will say this. It's the it's the last time I felt like I had a job. Having I cancer? Yeah, I was like, oh, now I know what I'm doing for the I next gotta couple go months. I got to go to chemo. I got to no, go. I, was yeah, like, yeah. Thing. I know who I am. I know what I'm doing. I got cancer from at least from here. I got six months worth of cancer. Six months worth of treatment. Sure. I'm right upstairs. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. How often was the treatment? Well, okay, so let. The, the, I ran out of card space, so we got deleted just before Greg started talking about having cancer. You were in us. You had gone to Australia to, to yeah. do a month of shows. Right? I had gone down there to do a month of shows with a stomach with. with and you had stomach. What aches. had been diagnosed as gas? Gastritis, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, or, yes. And um, um, and which I've apparently ninety-seven percent of stomach pains is. Yeah. Right, and they take it, and and it, and um, unfortunately, and, and luckily for me, it, uh, but it didn't show up in my blood work. So, um, is that uh, a good thing then? It, yes. it hadn't gone to your blood. Well, there is was no a- like, there was no blood, there was no like high white blood cell count or anything to to tip the idea that it might not be gastritis. Okay, right. So, um, but the stomach aches became more frequent and more painful, and eventually, it felt like my insides were exploding. And as I told you, I was re- I was reading um uh, Duff McKagan's autobiography, of the bass player from Guns N' Roses, and and I'm literally reading about the day his pancreas exploded, and he's like, you know, you have an hour to live because it burns everything inside of you, all of your organs. Ugh. So I panic and I go to the doctors, and they and they uh, uh, and they rush me right in. They were very nice, and then uh, they're like, you got a cluster of tumors, mate, <laughs> and that was, sounded better than you know they say cancer, and uh, um. Cancer. Cancer. And, uh, cancer, mate. Cancer. And uh, yeah, cancer. <laughs> anyway, so I called Amira and I said, uh, I have tumors and I'm coming home tomorrow. And uh, uh, you have to pick me up at the airport. It was Easter Sunday and take me to Cedars where they're uh, going to admit me. And I've, I've done all the work, so they'll probably make a decision about what, what's going to happen. But also, because this was a great story that we have lost. Uh, you got on the plane very drugged up at a schedule it. of taking pain medication. Yes. Yeah. They had given me a box, literally a box of Oxycontin, like when you get a box of Sudafed. Yeah. Like trays. And they were like every one every four hours. And so I asked the guy, my seatmate, if he would make sure I took it every four hours because I was high and I didn't have anybody with me because my manager got stuck in coach. They put me in first class. I'm going to go, I am definitely dying. And uh, I'm sitting and up there and make a wish. Right? They had to inject oh, that's your right. I had to inject myself. Oh. Yeah, they so gave didn't me, have yeah, blood I had to, Yeah, I had, to, I had to inject myself with blood thinner, otherwise I wouldn't have a blood clot and die. Yeah. Oh, oh my the air God. Pressure, when, Australian, when Australian t- people tell you stuff, it doesn't sound that bad. I'm not right. kidding you. They were like, yeah, just take a box of this and you shoot yourself in the old... And, you know, they're all fucking tough. So you're like, is it like an EpiPen kind of yeah. thing? Or is it like yeah. an actual... No, it's like you said. Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, it's like an EpiPen. Ugh. So, um, 
uh, you just pull up a little fat and shoot it in there. It's all fine. You're on fucking oxy. That's true. You're good yeah, with you all can't, of it. You can't feel a thing. The yeah. thing about oxy okay. is, yeah, you want to, yeah. uh, not only do you want to talk to people, but you're also happy to listen. And that never happens. <laughs> I'm like, where'd I'm you get those buttons? What, the buttons hours. on my shirt? I think they came with it. Oh, that's just a great shirt, dude. <laughs> do you want to talk? <laughs> so, uh, uh, anyway, yeah, the, anyway, the guy who was super nice to me uh, said a prayer for me. And uh, and walked me to the uh, to the uh, baggage claim, helped me get my bags. It was the drummer for a Switchfoot, uh, Christian, Christian, Christian rock band, uh, who loved to surf. I think they're just using the Christianity feels like a scam because he just seemed like a good looking dude that loves to surf. Yeah. Um, um, I heard a song of theirs the other day. They're a good rock and roll band, but um, but yeah, he was lovely. And then, but the weird thing was, he disappeared. Like I bent down to pick up my bags, and it was like he was never there. I, I mean, I was like, fuck, did I dream that? Yeah, because that's not what I who I would have picked for my like it would have been neat if it was Jack White or somebody. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Even just the bass player in the Black Crows, like it was just me and Johnny Colt hanging out. But it was <laughs> it, it was a guy I didn't know at all. Uh, but he was lovely, and then uh, and then Amira came and picked me up. Yep, and we went and had a coffee. Went and had and... we went to Cedars. They and they said you know it's going to be about a half hour wait. You so, went and got coffee. So we walked over and got a coffee. Yep. <sighs> And then, well, we thought, like, he's going to die. We might as well have our last coffee together. I love coffee. Yeah. We do love coffee. Then we yeah. went back, and they took him back into, the like, the, you know, the ER area. Had they and gotten all your blood work and stuff? He had the with them, like, on a disc. He yeah. came oh, wow. with they, the disc. That's what they were like. They were like, look, everything's done. You go in. Your doctor will know exactly what to do. Right. But we can't say, because we'd have to diagnose you, and we can't. But there's tumors. <laughs> and that's usually... Did you make arrangements as you were flying back to see an oncologist? Amira, yeah, you, did you, Amira? Well, I, I called his uh, I called his uh, general practitioner and said, this is what's up, and we're going to Cedars. And he was actually away for the weekend, so his son, who's also a doctor at the practice, wow. came to Cedars, looked at the scans. They admitted him. He looked like he was maybe two years older than my oldest daughter. Right. <laughs> he, my, yeah. my, my doctor's name is uh, Dr. Ronald Sue. He's a, a, a an awesome doctor. Yep. And his son looks Eric, like a... Yep. Eric looks like a Literally like a fifteen year old boy. But so they everybody was him. young. The guy who operated on me, his uh uh his two assistant surgeons had actually full spreaders in their ears and the gauges and gauges. the tattoos, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his sur- his surgeon is this, his surgical oncologist that uh got brought into the mix, his name is uh Anton Belchick. Belchick. Yeah, yep. He was fascinating. Yeah, really handsome. He looked like a he looks like sort of like a bond villain or something. But good he, look, yeah. Accent? He, but he, yep. Yes, but he, oh, he no. held his hands, and he was almost like, when he was talking about the surgery, he was almost like licking his lips. He loves to cut, which is who you want. You want the people that love to cut. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. That's their thing. But he, he, you could see he, like, they were like his instruments. So they split, right? So they split me up the, like, right from, my, like, right from, the, pa- from the part of where your uh, pubic hair starts, like, yeah. from there, up, up past my belly. They pushed my belly button to the side. <laughs> So, so is there a line that goes back. around the belly button? No, yeah, no. Show them. The, the belly the line goes straight up, and the belly button goes to the right. Now it does. Shoved it to a side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's also a divot at the top. So it looks like I have two belly buttons. But when I put my finger in my belly button, it doesn't feel like it's on the right. It feels like it's in the middle, and it makes me want to throw up. Still, like if I put my finger in my belly button, it's not where my belly button was. Oh, weird. Yeah. I can feel it where my belly button was, and I get feel like I want to vomit. Yeah. I don't love that part of my. Well, there was a time when you had like three of them because because he had so he had surgery, 
And they decided they couldn't remove the clusters of tumors because they were wrapped around the blood supply to his intestines and his bowels. Yeah. So they just, and he had tumors on his. Uh, if, you, if, you, if this is when you jerk off, go ahead and take your dick <laughs> this out. This is it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, here it comes. His, uh, they also took out his appendix because there was suspicious stuff on his appendix. But so then they ended up having to start chemo faster than they wanted because his, um, uh, his intestines weren't working, basically. So because they started chemo like a week after having this you know, really intensive surgery, um, his wound wouldn't heal. So he kept getting staph every time he would get oh, chemo. But so he had these deep, deep wounds in this really like this 10 inch wound that wouldn't close. And he had to have a nurse come to the house every day to repack. It was literally like packed with gauze because it was just yeah. opening into these deep holes. That's what they he gave you a lot of pills for that. Though. Yeah, I was allowed to. I was uh, uh, I got my pot card mm-hmm. um, and uh, which was, um, you know, my doctor didn't suggest suggested it. Um, and I right. hadn't done that ever. And I. It's been a long, long time since I ever, you know, like since 96 or whatever. And I, I, there was like a coffee bean one that I, I did, but there was an oil under the tongue. And I was like, it, it, the pain went away. But yeah. then about five minutes after that, I just started crying. Yeah, like, yeah, it made I, him very, emotional. very sad yeah, yeah, and totally emotional. emotional. And there was like very little to no THC in it, but it just, I went, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So, um, um, but you know what? You get to catch up. I watch The Wire. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I watch every Gene Hackman yeah. movie. Like you, you are high, and you're also like you have plans. You go, I'm gonna watch all the Gene Hackman movies. And Amira <laughs> would come to bed, and I'd still be awake. And I would, watching you know. Unforgiven. And yeah. I, yep. There you go. That's my that's my cue to go pick okay. up children from school. Um, you gotta you gotta get your kids. It's been a delight, though. Well, thanks, Amira. Um, we'll make sure everyone follows you and um, listens to your podcast. Yep. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Um, so was that, pain, was that part painful? I mean, having a fucking wound like that on your stomach? It, yeah, it was painful. It was, um, it was just strange, yeah, because it was like, it was, it was um, um, you know, it's the, it's the, like, there isn't a part of you that doesn't use your stomach. Oh, I like, know. That's that thing where you're like, you become aware so much of like, oh, I use that part of my body all the to time. To talk loud. Anything. To yeah. laugh. To laugh. To take a deep breath. To, to like, push out a yeah, fart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't. Well, that's the thing. And then you're on opiates, so you can't, you fucking are constipated. So yeah. all that stuff's gross. And uh, and you lose all your hair. And I mean, I, I will say, like, I didn't realize, like, you lose your eyebrows and shit, but you lose your butt hair. And I... I remember I went and I wiped and I was like, wait, just that was easy. That was it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my God, we're so unclean. Rob Schraub likens wiping your butt to trying to clean peanut butter out of a carpet with a rag. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, he's funny, man. God damn it. That I got really I got a bidet toilet seat and it was life changing. Yeah. I mean, if you if you could wax, if you didn't mind waxing your ass, it would really, it, it, you know. <laughs> At Pouch and Hammer, we do it. We do your ass. It's not in the title. It's not in the title, but we do the whole thing, dude. Bring your bring your kit down. Oh my god! Be, uh, you know, we got a tailor there. We'll show you exactly where you want to take up your balls, uh, and we're gonna figure out a way to make those nice. Maybe ball sweaters or something. We'll figure it out. So you have this wound on your stomach, your abdomen. Yep. 
and you're also going to chemo. Mm-hmm. Are you having to go to the hospital for chemo? I'm assuming yeah. yes. Yeah, you go to the hospital for chemo, and those are long days. Because ideally, and they, I assume they wouldn't want you tra- no, go, no, no. going out with a stomach wound. No, but I did. I actually, I went out and I did stand up a couple times. Like Flanagan was like, Holy it's shit. interesting. Yeah, like he, like at Largo, the guy who runs Largo. He, he is one of my buddies, best yeah. buddies, and you know, he he had me come out and perform when I could. And um, uh, Beth, I, you know, I did an uncap. Like yeah. I did, I did some things and. You know, you feel good during some of it, but then there's a point where you go, okay, people don't need it. Now they're going to feel worried. There's a point where you know your look is too scary. Like for a while, you're fine, and you're like, I'm missing a little hair. I wear a hat or whatever. Then you're like, you are, you look like cancer. You You lose a lot of weight, too. I lost a lot of weight, um, but it's the no hair, your skin color is, you know, gaunt, and you're, you know, you've got all this shit inside of you. And um, um, so it's, it's almost more like, I feel okay to go out, but I don't want to deal with everybody else. Was it making you nauseous? Not, um, no. Because I've heard people who had chemo or radiation and didn't get nauseous at all. No, the nausea thing is not as bad as like, there's just this sort of, um, fluish type feeling and you're unwell and it's a little depressing sort of, and you, um, um, but not bad. Like I, but by the end, you know, you you accrue so much of it, and by the end, I was like, "Oh, never again." Six rounds over how, 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 what period? Over six months, pretty much. So was it once a month? Yeah, well, it was like once every three weeks, and it was. Um, uh, and sometimes I would go by myself. The first weekend, I went by myself because the girls were at a dance competition, and I, you know, you want them to go live their lives. Like, sure, you don't yeah, want to be absolutely. And and my dog, my the uh, boy Topper, uh, Golden, uh, he uh, he got a thing called the uh, airborne meningitis and, your dog yeah and the and the and the the main vet was out and they had a guy who was like a substitute vet and he's like he's gonna die and i was like wait what so like, yeah, he's probably not gonna make it through the weekend the uh, guys get a virus like this there's really not much you can do i'm like are you he goes you can take him to the emergency room see what they say so i'm fucking i'm sick Ugh. and i'm like and the topper is really sick and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So Topper and I go out to the emergency room. The guy's like, I'm going to put him under the knife right now. We're going to, we can get at this thing. I, I don't even really know what they did because I was so out of it. But then I sat there and I'm like, oh my God, this is so weird. What if Topper and I just both die here? <laughs> like, oh, but it's kind of, but there was this weird thing of like, I suddenly had somebody else to be concerned about. So like, yeah. it, and I sat there in the hospital with them and, and then everyone there knew that I was could tell I wasn't well. So the people at the vet place, like people were really nice to me. It was a really, it was, I have to say, there were parts of it, obviously, that were awful. But there were sure. also parts of the experience that were kind of beautiful and sort of, you know, you know, neat in a way. You know, um, uh, it's an, like, it, I think it forever changed our family in that my kids are lovely and they've always been lovely. But I think there's a little bit of like, oh, yeah, you know, they're young and they're like, oh, dad could die. Yes. You know, and it's a, one thing to know it. It's another thing to see it. Like, I'm I'm sure yes. there were days they looked at me and went, well, that's, that can't, that, is that good? That doesn't look good. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it was the same when my dad died. It was, part of it was obviously worse than you would imagine it to be. You know, as a kid, when you're like, oh my, when you're first like, oh my God, my parents are going to die. You know, right. the thought of that is horrifying. And then when it actually happens, part of it is worse than you imagined it would happen, seeing them suffer. And then 
like you said, part of it is just there's this weird beauty of this is the cycle of life and it's your eyes are open to like this happens to everybody yeah it's not always this painful sometimes it's faster sometimes it's easier but it's this is how it all ends and it was there was a strange obviously you know once he passed away after a year there was a relief i was talking to somebody the other night who uh Whereas I was like, you know, where he went to a funeral and everyone was crying, but the the husband of the woman who died was being very friendly and like smiling and nice to everyone. And I was like, yeah, I was the same way at my dad's funeral. I was so over being sad and crying for a year that there was just the whole family. We were all just like happy to see the family that we hadn't seen in a while and no, like it, glad my dad wasn't suffering anymore we we've had you know you were talking about this earlier in the podcast like there there have been um um we've had a couple of deaths and we have some friends that are we have some friends that are very sick yeah and it's tough and you know they're mostly you know we're now parents and so it's people's parents yeah you know we this this uh, yep. gal that's a friend of ours Ali Shearmer she was a film producer who was mega and she was a really awesome person and you know um uh she made solo that's out right now she oh, did uh, the born movies she did um oh wow yeah she did the she did uh 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 hunger game stuff like she you know she had an amazing career legit, yeah. and um um and she worked really hard and at her funeral you know it was at a temple and there was like 600 people there and wow you know and you know a lot of like oh gosh man there is actual there's actual matt damon like that but she really made something out of her life. And obviously there are areas where, you know, you do that for a living. You're not around all the time. So the dad was the guy who was home most of the time. And there's always regrets and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, people here, you, know, they're trying, you just make the most out of what you have. Yeah. And um, I think when it's you, you don't like it's harder for the people around you because you're like, look, I mean, my time. Look, there were it's so many times. Hands. Holy shit. I mean, how I lived through my fucking youth. The way that I fucking drank and dry drove my car straight into the ocean on purpose, on peyote. Like, Is I that was like, true? Yeah, four guys. I got four guys in the car. We're going in the fucking ocean, dude. We're going into the ocean. Like, we. Peyote? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like to say, man, I was a fucking leader back then. I don't yeah, know what yeah. happened. I don't like sober me. Can't get four people to follow me on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I can get four guys at Barron's going in the ocean, dude. Let's go with him. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but I do think there is a thing where you kind of do go, oh, okay, so this is going to happen to me. And, and, um, um, and it's, I, you know, it's not that bad. I mean, it is like, yes. it, there's, you, you could always want more, but there's never going to be a day where it's good. But it is that thing of like, um, in, um, American beauty when, when, uh, right before he gets, po- you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> Where he <laughs> to this twenty year old. Where lady. he's asking if his kid asks one of his he asks one of the kids the other kids okay like are they, is she gonna be okay? Remember he asked the girl is she gonna be okay? Right. And that contentment of like look the people in my life are safe and they're happy and they're good and they they have futures and they have you know things that they want and you know like um um at a certain point you're just repeating things yep. you know and it's tough getting super old and being sick and yeah. and all that kind of stuff and um so I always you know a lot of times when people talk about hey you know. He committed suicide or whatever, and that's not fair. It's like, man, sometimes I, you know, I, I, it's not inconceivable to go. I'm good. I'm ready to go. Like, 
you know, uh, uh, yeah. It, it, but it is really hard for other people because they yes. don't know what to do. I'm always more concerned. It's so funny. Whenever I get sick, if I have to go into the hospital for something, I never tell my family. I never will call my mom going, hey, I think I'm passing a kidney stone. I'm going into the emergency. I never tell them anything until after. Um, Does that drive them crazy? Yeah. I don't want them to worry. I don't want my 76-year-old mother to have to drive out to L.A. But we were made to worry. See, here's the other thing, too. When you are, when you, when somebody, like my sister, my sister came over the first day. She came over. My sister can be really dramatic. Yeah. Uh, and she started crying, and I said, no, 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 <laughs> nope, nope, you know, yeah. you're my fucking rock, so yeah, yeah. yeah, no, 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 later, <laughs> Yes. you know, and, and um, uh, I, I go, if anyone gets to cry, it's me, and I'm not crying, so, you know, um, I had people like, you know, like Chris Harbour called me, like, fuck, a year and a half afterwards, and I never called you, man, and I was like, you know what I mean, first off, and then I'm like, dude, I get it, <laughs> like, like the, it, it, people have different relationships with mortality but you when you're in that position you're like i don't i get it i don't you know we, we don't have to you know um um uh people I, you don't want to be around people who are panicked either no so when people want to help you you're like all right you know yeah just you know don't ask me too many questions it's a great it's honestly a huge relief to see someone who is sick when they get to the point where they're like okay with everything like early on my dad was scared my dad was uh, like i watched him go through every uh stage you know uh you know the denial the anger like the early ones were the hardest ones to watch my dad in a hospital bed scared but once it got to a point where he was like you know what fuck this i am done <laughs> i'm ready to go it was when he was more concerned with the rest of the family than himself where he, I, I was like, yeah, you want to know that you're like you, I think, yes. I mean, we all have relationships. We have, but that's the thing. Like if you've got relationships and unfinished business and all that stuff, fucking go figure it out. Like get off your ass and figure it out. Yeah. You know, don't like, you know, we, 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 uh, you really, all that shit something goes, I mean, none of that was important. None of it. When I was flying back on the airplane, I, 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 I was, I had, it wasn't like a um, life flash before your eyes, but you know, I didn't quite get that my, what was happening to me was happening to me. I didn't understand that my intestines were shutting down. I just thought I had tumors or I, I had like a vague amount of information and yeah. I couldn't. And so, but I was ostensibly dying. Like I, until I got the treatment, I was. Yeah. That's what tumors and cancer is. Yeah. So I had like a a thing of like a, my life flash sort of before my eyes, but it was, um, nothing, not anything. It was no show business. No, 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 no accomplishments. It was like, like, uh, riding in the car with my parents, like on a long trip or like being in line. I was like in line at a bank or something like just moments of like, where you're like, I don't know, just pictures, like yeah. things that were like, I saw like architecture or trees or color. Like it was this, it was more like things that I liked or moments of like time spread out. Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, truly like I, none of that stuff. And I know people are like, everybody says it's not important, but it's like, it's really not important. Like it is like none of it matters. Like you don't care 
you're not thinking like, I hope people thought I was cool. Like you just don't care. And yeah. I think to myself, I go, look at, at, at its worst. It, it's like sleep. And at its best, there's something afterwards. If it's like sleep, I love sleep. Oh, you got to watch. <laughs> I just watched this documentary. I don't know what, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, it's about Timothy Leary and Ram Dass. I think it's on Netflix. If not, it's on iTunes, but I think I watched it on Netflix and it, it was basically chronicling their life together from college at like Harvard to Berkeley and starting to experiment with LSD. And then they kind of diverged as friends when Ram Dass started transcendental meditation and stopped doing drugs, but was still getting the same effects as LSD. And um, it was just about their friendship and it followed them all the way through Timothy Leary's death, uh, which was very interesting because there's a lot of interviews with the two of them together as Timothy Leary is dying. And I believe he was dosing on acid all the way to the end because of the weird state it puts your mind in. And um, they talked about something. I got to rewatch this again. Something about how there's still brain activity once your heart stops beating. Like there's still shit firing in your brain for, I, I want to say they said 20 minutes. Somewhere between like 10 and 20, like your brain, there's still shit firing. You mean like when you turn off your engine, but it still starts going. Yeah, yeah. Or like you turn off the TV and there's still still a glow. Mm -hmm. Is your dog going to, is he going to throw up? No. 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 It's just. (laughs) All right. I'll let you out. Boy, it's just. But there's still like this weird brain energy which uh they were saying you know that there's you're still able to think even though you're dead so which is a lot like i gotta watch this again i i highly recommend people watching it um uh you know when you meditate time goes by really slowly so like or f- is it slow or fast? Like when I meditate for, I'll meditate for 20 minutes and I'll come out of it and I will feel like I've only been meditating for a minute. I'll look yeah. and I'll go, oh my God, where did the time? And, but I'm also in just this vast open space when I'm meditating in my head. And so they, you know, they were saying that, you know, if this is true that you have this brain activity for like 20 minutes, you could be living lifetimes. I mean, look, I'm open to, like you do as you get older, you're like open to a lot of things because you realize how much cynicism you have and how much, you know, we all want to be so smart, but then, you know, there's a handful of people that are like, well, what if this isn't even like the, you know, like I always like, I, ju- I don't actually believe this, but I'm like, what if the, what if, what if being a flower was like the highest form of consciousness that we're at the bottom of the food chain? Yeah, yeah. That's why we have anxiety and fear and ego and all that stuff. Dogs are like fucking... You know, I feel like dogs are like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Yeah. Look at you. Like, you know, no dog goes outside and goes, I hope this is the right thing to wear. Am I good yeah. enough? Like, you know, I watched this dog. I watched this little guy fight a fucking uh, a bulldog. I mean, a, um, what do they call it? Pitbull. Oh, geez. A pitbull came after our whole family. Just what? Tore, down the, tore down the street at us. And we were with our two Goldens and this little terrier. And the terrier turned around and went right fucking at the dog. And the dog stopped in the middle of the street. 
they don't know they're small. They don't know any. They don't have any. Yeah. You know, and they're not in tomorrow or yesterday or any of that. Other they stuff. don't know mortality. They don't. They don't. They don't know. They the don't. Concept they're completely fucking present for now. They do know there's food later, and they'd like to have it now. They're familiar <laughs> with that. They'll eat at any point. Food, like sleep, and sex. We should keep eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like to take a shit. And uh, yes, but but I do believe that, like, you know, we may get to a point where we go, oh my god, how long did you guys stay in your bodies? What? How long did you stay in your bodies? You're only staying. You're supposed to stay in your body for 15 years. <laughs> Yes. You know, that's just so that you can yeah, get yeah. consciousness up to walk. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm certain we're doing a lot of things wrong. Sure. Um, uh, but, but I've also like in that, like the meditation and the, you know, that kind of like trying to be present and, and um, uh, roaming around whatever the spiritual world is that I sort of vaguely am aware of. I, I feel like um, uh, it. It's, it's kind of an exciting time to be alive because there are a lot of people. If you watch the beginning of um, Doctor Strange and they, they explain the whole thing by oh, yeah, yeah. not living in your body, like uh, people thought that for a long enough time, and there's enough you know stuff where you go, look, it might not be true, but but what if it is? Yeah, you know, like, we don't know. Just the idea that it's all the same shit recycled all the time. You start to think there's no way it can't be passed around, and you know. And time is the flat circle. I don't know. <laughs> I used to. That's the shit that you think about when your knees don't work anymore. If you go, oh, well, there has to be another life because this body's fucking giving up on me. This is almost over. Yeah. I, one of the reasons I started meditating. I mean, I started, you know, after my dad died because I was depressed. But I remember I was like, I don't know if it's for me. That seems weird and new agey and bizarre and and I was talking to uh, this guy, Teo, who eventually became my teacher. And I was like, I just want that feeling like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but every now and then as an adult, you'll just be doing something, maybe just walking down the sidewalk or driving in your car. And for like five to 10 seconds, you feel absolute happiness for no reason, you are not thinking of a bill, of a, a fight, or any. Just all of a sudden, you're. I'm. I'll just be overwhelmed with like, I feel so fucking good. It's incredible. And as soon as I recognize it, it goes away. And so I was like, I just want to. I, I described that to him, and he's like, Oh yeah, that's like enlightenment. You know, that's that's what you want to feel all the time and oh, 100% and that's I mean, what you chase with meditation the thing that drugs taught me at least and i think the the idea of it is that isn't anything that the drug is doing it literally is like a guy it's like letting a fucking it's like letting uh, like the the maintenance guy go all right, come here. Let me show you. These, I'm going to turn the, all these on. I'm turning all of these on. Here's acid. All of these are on. <laughs> there we go. Now, unfortunately, they got to stay on for 14 hours, so you're fucked. But you have all these. These are all your buttons, and they yeah. do all this. And you're going to see some stuff and whatever. And and because I do remember, and I did quite a bit of that stuff in college, of like that thing where I remember once going to a – I was out, and I went back to my house to go to my mirror to say to myself – you know all this, but you're not going to remember it when you get back. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Yeah. And then left. Like, I, right. It's that thing of like, you, I was able to, you, you, it's weird because when you watch people, they're just going, oh, right. Oh, my God. But in your head, you're like, oh, my God, I'm seeing interdimensionally. The, you know, I can't even describe the sort of geographic, like, I can't describe what's happening. 
but I have a sense of understanding that I didn't have before. I just hope I can get to chemistry class on Monday. I've yeah, I had always been fascinated since the first time I hallucinated with what your brain is capable of. Like right. the first time you hallucinate not so much during it but afterwards reflecting on it you're like how the fuck did I make that happen or did the drugs make that happen and uh or when you is like, this something I can make happen all the time just without drugs also the weird connection you'll have with somebody who's like your friend staying behind you and you don't know that he's there but you know he's there and then you turn around and he's it's like he's waiting for like there's this weird connection that you have that's like um um, it, and, and you're, what you're talking about is pieces of that happened to you. I remember when I was at, uh, I've been sober for like maybe probably two years. And when I was, well, I went and saw Elliot Smith at Largo. Uh-huh. And at one point I went, I am levitating. I don't yeah. know what's happening. I was just watching him. It wasn't, ne- I don't even know that it was him. There was just that moment of, like you said, I was absolute joy. And I was like in this, I was just present for whatever. And I think the you know thoughts like oh this is new agey it's like well that's just a fucking that's a construct that you made to keep you from away from other ideas right that's just a you know i'm smarter than this and this isn't cool and this is what people are looking at me and it's like yeah i i, I don't if if there's some place i can go where i'm happy i don't care what it looks like yeah you know i i uh i wish i thought like that earlier you know yeah my god that dog's mouth smells so bad you can push her off there, there's dog. literally a dog on your yeah two your inches face. from my mouth yeah. and right she's now. a great dog but her mouth smells she needs a brush she's cute here you you, you Waffles. sit right here you sit right here yeah, that's good how's that yeah, yeah. um uh, yeah the, i mean the closest thing i've found to any of that is with meditation yeah um i gotta get my meditation teacher on here yeah he did my other podcast and it was awesome but not a lot of people listen to that. <laughs> well, you know, it's um um it took me a year about a year of just getting up and doing I was I like everybody else I started with the headspace yeah. guy. But, you know, I was really happy that I had done it and then one day I it just I went, "Oh." I also think that there are versions of it, you know, there's a difference between when you are thinking about something yeah. and when your brain starts to like when you're a kid, which I don't think happens as much to my kids, but like you'd be on a car ride. Maybe you start thinking about a girl in class or something and then your brain just runs with it. Yep. And then you have stared out the window. For, and then the car ride hour. is over. You're like, what? Yes. Yeah. And that, but you are not, you're conscious and your brain is working, but it's telling the story or it's showing you the picture or it's doing what it wants to do. Yeah. And you are, you've only fed it or started it with an idea. Yep. Um, and that is a meditation too. I don't think you sure. have to be in a, I think people want to get in a blank space yeah. as opposed to like, you just want to stop that fucking echo tape, that loop tape in your head yeah. of all of the stories about how you're not this and you didn't do this and you could have been that or whatever. Or I got to, oh, I got to get up early and oh, I'm, I have this other thing coming up. Like where if we can just get to the thought between the thought. We have so much responsibility and stress as adults. My My meditation teacher was telling me he could... He could teach, like, it took, like, three days. He taught me to meditate in, like, three days. But he said he could teach a a child, you can teach a child to meditate in, like, half an hour. 
He's like, I could teach a, a kid to meditate. We, because we have the whole Eckhart Tolle thing is right. That idea of like, right, but what's happening right now? Yes. Because even if what you think is going to happen is going to happen, it's not going to happen like you think it is. It's never and, as bad as you think it's going to be. And it's also, be. it hasn't happened yet. Yes. And it is not a problem. It doesn't matter. It is a thing that hasn't happened yet. It's a com- it, it can be a complication, but you're not there. You're yeah. right here. And usually you're right, always right here. And it is not. So we do this thing to ourselves that, like, to me, I'm like, well, there. that's how cancer starts. You're, you can feel it. In your, I can feel it. Like, I carry my tension in my gut. And, yeah. um, um, and while I say that, I don't want that to be one of those, like, oh, so he, you know. There's a lot of things that cause cancer. Cancer can just happen. Yeah. But um, you can certainly cause yourself a lot of grief and pain. Yeah. Um, and I think you tell the universe exactly. Like, even when you're like, well, it was good, but I don't want it to, like, fucking just say it was good. Yeah. You know, you're great. Like, you don't have to fucking don't shave the edges off for me. Right. You know, because you're telling the universe, oh, and then the universe goes, okay, she didn't like it that much. Yeah. You know, you can tell sometimes with some people you're like, that guy believes he should be in this room right now. And then like there are people like, I'm going to I'm just taking what's mine. I'm going to take anything that's yours. Yeah. But uh, but I don't want to I, I if we you know, if I downplay it, I'm going to get exactly that. Yes. It's weird. I think we've figured out life. Oh, my God. Dude. I think we've and got it all figured out. That's this, why we're podcasting. This is going to win us awards. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I went on that deep think. They were, those guys went fucking deep. On what thing? No, deep think. You and I went on a deep think. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. That's yep. all I want to do is go on a deep think. I do, too, man. Some days I'm like, God, why can't I just... I don't want to work. I don't want to... I don't either. I just want to... Yeah. I mean, as far as, you know, regrets and stuff, I, I've, I've got a whole new perspective on... You know, I used to... As a younger person, when I first started acting and doing comedy and stuff, I was like, I want to be on TV. I want to have a house. I And now I'm just like, you know, I started saving up to hopefully buy a house like a year ago. And I was like, and now I'm just like, maybe I don't want a house. Maybe I should just take my money and just travel. And Because I'm so into photography now. I go, I should just travel and take photos. It's all I want to do. And when I'm on my deathbed, I'm not going to say, I'm glad I got that house in the valley. You know what I want to say, I'm glad I went to Iceland. I'm glad I went to Tokyo. This, here's the other thing that's sort of interesting. Look, everybody, like you think about, oh, what I need to leave behind or for my family. It's like, fuck all y'all. You're not that powerful. They have their own fucking journey. And their journey is being figured out right now. Is it, what's happening to you is happening to them. Yeah. This journey is being figured out for them as you go along. So don't be so egotistical to think. And by the way, if my, if Amir and I got zapped out of here right now, like if, if we were half of the universe to die in the infinity war and mighty and true were alive. Yeah. They'd fucking figure it out. Of course. That's what we do. They would fucking figure it out. I know that's they why would. we're top of the food chain. That's I, why we're still around as a, civilization they are both smart and funny enough i think god damn it it would almost be fun to watch like i don't i want to provide for them and i want to give them the things that they need but really my life didn't start until i fucking took it over and my my dad and mom at some point i had to fucking jump ship and be me and uh um and my you know my mom passed away and 
Yeah. Sister passed away last year and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And, you know, you just sort of keep going. But I don't, they don't, nobody owes me anything. I don't, that that I don't no. have any trips about. Yeah. You know, you, there's choices. I'm going to go, oh, I wish I'd maybe done this. But, you know, my buddy, my buddy's like, man, it all is working exactly the way it's supposed to. You know? Yeah. You know, it's, um, the world keeps spinning with you or without you. And as I said, I go, we know, we think we know everything till the second we don't. And, you know, we, you might look up one day and go, wait, is the sun closer? And then that'll be the end of it. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we, we think we know something and something could, something could spin out of orbit and the whole thing could go to shit. What is that? An know. asteroid? Oh, boom. We're done. <laughs> you know, do you smell the, that's it. You know, it, it uh, and we wouldn't, you wouldn't know. You will. You know, no, I've always joked that my last words will probably be out. Oh, there's no expiration date on this. And have you noticed, and this, and this one other thing, this is the other weird kind of twisted thing in life. I've been in, I've been, you know, like everybody, you go through, like, like w- when the shit goes down, like I've been in a couple of earthquakes, mm-hmm. you know, I've been in big fights, I've been, you know. Car accidents, uh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Those moments when you're like with a stranger running to go get something to help somebody, like those moments where you are 100% going on exactly what your instincts are, there's a little party that goes, this is kind of fun. Like, yeah. You know, like, you know, it's like, this is important. This is, yes. What we're yes. right. Yes. I now suddenly like, I don't know. This you, you matters. Don't know me. Yeah. And that fucking is that weird. Like, that's what life is supposed to feel like. And that's what you're talking about. Like, there's that rush of like, I have purpose. It's generally not about you. Yeah. You know, it's that great thing of like, you all, we'll, we'll go down and get the water at the thing. Like, you know, when people that don't know each other, yeah. I was driving to San Francisco and it was like right after fucking, I don't know, Trump had done some fucking thing. You know, I was just, uh, mm. and uh, this dude fucking rocketed past me in this, just his fucking douchebaggy. <laughs> 40 minutes later, I'm fairly certain he ate it hard. Yeah. And had fucking like fucked his car up bad. Yeah. And I'm fairly certain he was dead. And I don't know if he took anyone with him, but he wrecked hard. There were six pickup. There were six semis in a semicircle around him to like block, keep like there was no cops there yet. Yeah. And these fucking guys pulled their trucks over, made it so that people could get around them and also that people could get to them while trying to help them. Right. Yeah. Like strangers. Like, yeah. And some of the trucks had fucking Trump stickers on them. Like yeah. that thing of like. They just acted like fucking human beings. Yeah. And I fucking I, I love that. wept, dude. I was like, it just <laughs> yes. hit me. Like, people are essentially good, right? Yeah. They don't know this motherfucker. They don't know that he was, whatever. They got out of the car to see, yep. you know, whatever. Like, and it was, it was just so much happening at once. But like, human beings essentially care about each other and usually make the right move, yeah. you know? Um, um, uh, and that's, you know, that's what the whole fucking thing is. I, I think I've talked about this on this podcast before. When I was like 18 or 19, I was living in Riverside and I had a girlfriend who lived out here with her parents in uh, like Winnetka, like out near like Encino. And one night after school, I was driving to her house and it was like two o'clock in the morning and I was driving up the 101 freeway right near the Barham exit. Yeah. And where it's just, you go past, where you're going past the Hollywood Bowl and it's just a straightaway uphill. And I'm in like the middle lane and there's a semi truck up ahead in the slow lane. And all of a sudden, this car just 
buzzes past me, probably going 80 miles an hour in the slow lane, super fast, and just does not even hit his brakes, just runs right into the back of the semi-truck. And I keep driving. I was 18. I didn't know what to do. I was like, what do I do? There were no cell phones. There were no cell phones. I was like, and then I got to my girlfriend's house. And then for literally for weeks after that, I was like, I wonder if that guy is dead. I wonder what happened. And I felt so much guilt that to this day, if I ever see an accident, I pull over immediately. I, none of it's like a little fender bender and there's people out arguing. Like if I see yeah, yeah. a I know bad. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yes. Years later. This is like 99. This is like 10 years later. I am driving home from a girl's apartment on the 101 freeway, almost in the exact same place, but going the opposite way. I'm And I see a guy in front of me, and it's like three or four. I'm leaving a girl's apartment. And it's like three or four in the morning. And a guy goes past me in the fast lane, and then I see him start to drift to the right across all the lanes. He's obviously asleep, hits the embankment, and his car flips over like twice. I'm the only person on the on the road. So I it's it was weird that it was almost in oh the same God, exact that's so place. Crazy. And so I pull over, and by the time I get out of my car, this guy's car is upside down. He is now in shock and out he's crawled out from under his car and he's walking around, blood all over his face. Yeah. He's just walking in the freeway on the freeway in a daze and I'm like I grab him and I'm like hey man come on let's uh let's have a seat over here and he doesn't know what has happened where he is and um I just sit with him until the police come again there's I don't think I had a cell phone at this time <laughs> and like the weird thing was there were people of like everyone started stopping like these two guys stopped in their truck and they didn't really have the bedside they didn't have the bedside manner but like they walk up to the guy and they're like, holy shit, man. Look, at there's so much blood. Like, <laughs> stuff you don't want to hear. Right. But um, I will always now pull over. Yeah. 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 I mean, look. Uh, yeah. It, um, um, I, I, I can just tell from when you told the story of that guy. That, if that guy didn't stop, there probably wasn't a whole lot you can do. Who knows? Who knows? Sure. I mean, it, it, uh, you know, there are sometimes things present themselves and you're like oh okay i can pull you know here and then sometimes you're like just keep keep going but um but it it is those fucking moments of like you know we created all this this is a whole big fucking board game that we made for ourselves so essentially we are meant to be a little bit more thoughtful of yeah. one another you know and um um, and when you do that shit, your life feels differently. Yep. It does feel that it's like you're on a different track. You're in a different place when you're thinking about other people and, and genuinely in a place of real concern, not like, what will I get out of this? But like, you know, and sometimes when you have that like guilt, it's because you're like, okay, well now I know, you know, how do I know if I don't know? I know that next time I need to stop because that's thing making me think, oh, I didn't participate in the deal. Yeah. You know, um, um, that's the moral code that comes from somewhere that makes us sort of, you know, keeps us from just, you know, slicing each other's heads off, <laughs> you know, can't we all just get along? I Guys, think, uh, Rodney King said that best. He did. 
He did. Yep. Truer words, though. Right? Um, holy shit. We have now done an hour and a half. I think probably we just met on this. I think we've accomplished what we need to. Yeah. I mean, I think we... I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you survived your cancer. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't beat your friend Busy down with this. Busy would... Busy's going to be upset. I think Busy might be upset that I had you on without her, but... We can make it's it happen hard again. To, yeah, sure. Um, it's... Yeah, because Amira really wanted to... to uh, we'll do it properly. We'll do it at Starburns with uh, with Amira and Busy. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring waffles. But people can find you on in, on social media. It's, yeah, Instagram is probably my... It's Gregor, uh, It's Gregor's is uh, my Instagram. I never know. You're... you're it was Greg A. Style for a while. Greg A. Style. Yeah. I've also known you on Twitter as uh, Ripped Like Jesus, like Crybaby Superman. Crybaby Spider-Man. Crybaby Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crybaby Spider-Man was my favorite. That was from a bit that I had. A, a very, funny, very yeah. funny bit. Thank you. And I um, and I love the Marvel Universe. And I uh, I was going to tell you that my first the, the first significant death in my life is when Gwen Stacy died in Spider-Man. Oh, wow. And uh, they didn't kill people in those days, and so no. she died. And also, it was his fault. <laughs> Did so? It's Gre- Gregor's or it's Gregor's. It's Gregor's is my Instagram. I T S G R E G G E R. I'll tag you when I post this. Yeah, it's Gregor's, and then my 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 Twitter is Gregory Barrett. G R E G O R Y B E H R E N D T. And then after that, nothing else is worth following. Same with me. Yeah, I mean, I, if, you, I, if you if you're over on Facebook, we're all wondering what to do. I bear I don't really Facebook anymore. I barely Twitter. Twitter's. I'm really curious to. See, I think Facebook's had a real, you know, Instagram has solved a lot of issues for people, and including the ability to get in fights is harder because you got to go into the place where people have written, and then you got to kind of look and really people just want to see the thing yeah. you're doing. It's I. It's really interesting. You can also go into settings on Instagram and set it so the only people who leave comments on your photos are people who are following you. Oh, yeah. And you can also, this is the best thing. And to all my uh, followers, well, not so much on our podcast Instagram, but on my personal Instagram, you can go into settings and set keywords to not show up in your comments. So you have to write them, which is kind of surreal writing these actual words. But like I went in and every curse word, every uh, racial uh, term, really even political terms. I, I've blocked uh, Trump, Obama, uh, MAGA. Like, so if someone goes into my, like if I say something on Instagram that someone doesn't like, and they're like, you fucking liberal, uh, make me like it does not show up in my comments, but to them it does. So if someone says you're a fucking dipshit liberal, they, they I, still see it. They'll go on and then be like, "Fuck, he hasn't deleted this." I do not see it, or any of my followers don't see it. Only this guy sees it. We're gonna go back to phones, old phones. <laughs> It's the worst. We're going to go back to old phones. People are going to be like, where's that phone with a curly cord? That's what I want. Oh, loved them. Yep. Um, well, thanks for doing this, man. Dude, it was awesome. Uh, hang out with you. Busy. Sorry you couldn't be here. Hope you get this book finished so we can start recording again. Um, and thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's
Sekuda Show. <laughs> <laughs>